Hi, I'm Danielle, and this is Chatter Out Loud, a podcast where I share thoughts and TV commentary, starting with one of my most favorite shows, Big Brother. In this episode, I'm sharing a recap of Big Brother 23, episodes 8 and 9. So it's going to be a little lengthy, but I'll try not to make it that long. Um, So in these two episodes, we see both the aftermath of the HOH nominations and the wild card and power of veto competitions. Um, First, to start out, everybody's happy that Xavier won the HOH and feel that they are safe. Um, X is part of the slaughterhouse. Um, Is that really even a thing, a real thing anymore? Or was it ever real? (laughs) Um, Kings and Queens plus Derek X are collaborating and working together in the house. And remember, the Kings are Xavier, Christian, Alyssa, and Sarah Beth. The Queens are Kylan, Claire, and Tiffany. And then they have Derek X, and they're calling their alliance the Royal Flush. Um, cutting right to Brent's philosophy on women, we saw that a little bit in the in this uh, in episode eight. If you watched him all season on the live feeds, he has an ego, and most, if not all, of the women. They want him out of the house. <laughs> um, and that was no surprise as they showed that on the episodes that aired. Um, in my weekend wrap up, I mentioned that there are dominant players in the cookout alliance. And I identified them as Tiffany and Kylan with X- Xavier as um, coming in third. Derek F., Aza, and ha- Hannah. <laughs> uh, Hannah is an honorary member. Although now that I've seen over the last day or so of the live feeds. She's actually part of the cookout now, but up to that point, um, she was an honorary member. So that meant, that means she's just being protected without really knowing all of the um, ins and outs of the the cookout alliance. Um, She has no choice but to fall in line because plans are already made. She and Derek F and uh, Aza, I mean, and I'm going back, let me back up. I'm going back into the dominant players of the cookout alliance. And those dominant players of that alliance are Tiffany, Colin, and Xavier. And Xavier, I think that he's coming in third. I really think Tiffany and Colin are running the whole thing. Um, Derek F., Aza, and Hannah, um, they just fall in line with the plans that are already made. Although now I'm seeing that Hannah is having more of a voice um, now that she's officially part of the cookout. Um, So she's having more planning sessions and talking through things. So it's nice to see that as well. Um, But in terms of Derek F. and Aza, as we can see, Aza resents that. I mean, deep down, she feels like she's out of the loop. And I can see why she feels that way. Um, Not to mention the plan somehow always includes her person in the house, which is Brittany. And Brittany always being a pawn. And and Aza doesn't like that because that's her person. And plus, she's emotional. Um, But you can hear about that in the weekend wrap-up that I I did, explaining some of that about Aza. Um, I bring up the dominant players because we see X and Tiffany chatting, and they're strategizing. And they appear to have a similar approach in the game. Not to to mention, Tiffany is very good at planting seeds. So she'll say something, and then it'll kind of kick it off without really saying, do this. She'll just plant the seed and then let it grow from there. Um, Now, I really don't care, and I'm not buying into the combo of the name and making it a thing, but in all fairness of sharing the content from the episodes, I have to share this. Okay, so here it goes. Kristen and Alyssa are attracted to each other, and try as they might, 
they're seen in the show ants, only to have it proven now because they were seen kissing under the covers in the HOH room. Okay. All right. So moving on. One of the things that they aired, which I found hysterical, and I didn't pick up on this during the live show, it's when Derek X and Hannah celebrated throwing the HOH competition. <laughs> they gave the thumbs up and peace sign showing excitement, intentionally giving an incorrect answer um, just so their team wouldn't win safety so they could continue the plan of getting Brent out of the house. And I just thought it was hysterical. Um, the wild card competition, Derek X, Tiffany, and Brittany are, are played in the wild card comp. Um, to keep Brittany as an option to put as on put on the block as a pawn against Brent, the plan from the beginning was to keep Brittany from winning. And so Derek X can't win because that will leave his team safe, potentially, because um, we don't know what the wild card decision is. So he didn't want to have a chance of keeping Brent safe so he couldn't win the wild card comp and Brittany can't win because of the wild card decision which we don't know at this point in the game but no one wants to take a chance so the plan is to have Tiffany win so the entire house wants Brent out and all are aware of this plan but only a few knew that Brittany was going up as a pawn and only a few meaning the royal flush alliance they though they're the only ones who planned and knew this Aza and Brittany are not in that alliance. So that alliance, the Royal Flush, I think I mentioned earlier, are the Kings, the Queens, and Derek X. They're all working together. And this is what I was alluding to during my weekend wrap-up in terms of being in the loop and knowing what's happening in the house. Aza really doesn't know. She feels like an outsider, which she kind of is. And that makes her upset in the game, and that causes emotion, Right. It also shows ranking in the alliance that she is aware of in the cookout, right? So she she doesn't feel like she's in the loop. She feels like she's low, the low person on the totem pole, pole in the cookout, which she is. <laughs> and um, she's mentioned a few times that if she's working with people, she would have thought that they'd tell her the plan. But Aza can't handle the plan. She's too emotional. And what I want to say to Aza is that they can't trust you 100% because you're so emotional. So for the safety of the Alliance and their individual game, they will probably share the absolute necessary things that she needs to know, and that's it. And the only way to change that, Aza, is to win something and be in a position to make a move, and then they'll adapt their games and their plays to whatever play that she makes, at, uh, well, that you make, Aza, at that time, you know? Win something and you can change some of these things. Other than that, I don't think she's going to get any more clout in that alliance because she's too emotional. And they have too much to lose with her being erratic and running around crying and saying, oh, put me up, put me up. Now, why would you do that now? <laughs> Just emotional. Also, I have to give Derek F. a little credit because he keeps it real with Aza. And on the live feed, he set her straight. Um... He told her to basically get it together. He told her she needs to start BSing. <laughs> well, he said the full words, but he told her she needs to start BSing in the game and find a way to get it together. Um, he also told her to stop pouting and because of all the emotion and what she's doing is effing up both of their games. And in that moment on the live feed, I wanted to reach through the screen and high five Derek F um, because he was just spot on. I think deep down, Aza appreciates that he does that for her. 
And good for you, Derek. Maybe he does know a little about what's going on in the game of Big Brother. Um, I'm still convinced he'll be one of the first to be cut in the cookout with Oz as a close second. But that's a long way to go. So we'll see about that. So going back to the wildcard comp, um, it's called Backstab Beach, Unlucky 13. I think that's what it was named. Um, And basically you eliminate the player that has a score of 13 with four cards, right? So the four cards have to add up to 13 to be eliminated. Each player will run across the balance beam with a card, place it in either their um, card placeholder or another opponent's card placeholder with the intention of adding up their cards to 13, in short, Derek X and Tiffany, they tag team against Brittany to eliminate her. And of course, this plan, um, this is the plan because they cannot afford Brittany to win. So she, they don't want her to have any type of safety or whatever that wild card decision. They don't want her having any influence or anything over that. So they tag team against her to eliminate her. By the way, it's important to note that the entire house can see the game played on the, the living room monitor. So just keep that in mind. Um, in the end, Tiffany wins the wild card competition. And the wild card decision and safety for the week um, included, well, safety for the week, plus one player from the Jokers and Aces can be safe by chance. She wouldn't select it. It would be random. Um, so in the end, she chooses not to accept the wild card decision. Uh, that put her back in jeopardy in terms of she no longer would have safety for herself and this other person. But because Xavier is the head of household, it doesn't matter because she's in an alliance with him. Um, but in the end, she decided not to accept the wild card offer because she didn't want to have a chance of Brent or Brittany getting safety. Um, Of course, this causes Brittany to have a reaction where it triggers her to say, now I can't even compete. And I want to say, but my dear, this is the game. You are competing. This is just how it happens. Um, It's just not the way you'd like, but it's part of the game. And, you know, I really wish, and I'm going to send a lot of energy to Brittany, that she gets a grip. I mean, both she and Aza has this misguided view on Big Brother and how it's played, you know. Quite frankly, it borderlines on being obnoxious in the game. I mean, they the whining, you know. Anyway, Xavier talks with Aza and they show where she's offering herself in the place of Brittany. I saw this on the live feed and I watched it, the edited version that they aired. And that was just as cringeworthy. Um, in this, I thought that they capture the grandiose moment of Oz and her savior complex. I mean, it's just obnoxious. I found it annoying on the live feeds. I find it annoying on the aired version of the show. And it also just um, confirms to me that Oz really doesn't know the game of Big Brother. Or, or maybe I just don't know. Maybe I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I don't know anything about Big Brother. I mean, I've only been watching this since season one. And I don't have to be a player in the house to know that just winning competitions and just playing competition, that's not the way you win. That's not the, the, the path to win Big Brother. It has never been that path. You know, you just don't win and then you're safe or win and get to the end. It's a social game. It's a social element a part of this, you know, it's not just about competitions. 
but whatever. Um, and if you guys know of anything that exists, you know, or episode I may have missed or need to rewatch where you saw the people just compete and that was the only element of the game and that's how they won, just let me know what that what season that was and I'll rewatch it. And then I'll come back and then, you know, correct myself. I don't think that exists, though, because it's not just winning competitions. And that's how Brittany thinks. And it's just... Um, Nevertheless, after the HOH noms are made and the wild card comp is played, now we move on to the POV competition um, everyone's preparing for. And that's in episode nine. And of course, Big Brother has to share or give us a visual into what we who watch the live feed see in the players. Um, And the one I want to talk about next is Brent. (laughs) In the most recent aired version, episode nine, we see Brent is walking around the house in the state of delusion. Um, I'm trying to figure out if it was better or worse compared to Frenchie. Um, Frenchie who, right? And he thought that he made the show and we would be bored without him. <laughs> uh, not. All right. So Brent has definitely filled the void of the crazy. We witnessed with Frenchie. And, you know, I said I wasn't going to I was going to stop saying crazy. It, it's not crazy. Um, I'm just trying to be funny. Uh, it's more so paranoia in that house. And I remember seeing Cody on one of his, um, episodes in the podcast. He says, it's something that they pump into that house that makes people, the air they pump through the house (laughs) makes people so paranoid. And I just thought that was funny. All right. Anyway, we've now gone from Frenchie's paranoia to Brent's ego. Uh, Brent has it all figured out. He's saying he's not pawn material, but that he's the target, which is correct. Um, But in context, he says this was referring to not buying into Xavier's reasoning for putting him on the block. In in essence, he doesn't buy what Xavier is saying. And he shouldn't because it was a terrible, terrible um, uh, I don't I don't want to say it's a terrible plan, but the reasoning I knew Brent wasn't going to buy into that. Um, (laughs) The plan of getting him out, everybody's okay with, but just what they told him, I knew it wasn't going to fly. Brent is not, I mean, he's, he's not bright, but he's not dumb. (laughs) You know, he's not dumb. So he, I knew he wasn't going to buy into that. Um, in that case, um, Brent suspected that he was a target and he is correct. Um, but what makes him so egotistical is how he walks around the house on multiple occasions sharing that his body perceived his intelligence. <laughs> First of all, it, it would to be preceded, not perceived. It just, what is he saying? Um, he's running around saying he has the votes and he can't wait to see Xavier's face when Britney's voted out and how this could be the greatest blind side in BB history. And when people start talking like that, it's all ego. And if, if you've ever watched a big brother season, you would know you cannot get that cocky because it all falls apart in minutes, you know? And I want to say, okay, Brent, whatever. Um, similar to how I spoke to Frenchie, I'm going to say this, Brent, you're dancing on the line of foolery, like your borderline, the, the foolishness, um, Your ego is so huge, and this is primarily why you're being played in the game and why you're targeted in the game. Um, Your own team members want you gone, Brent, and you best believe you you won't have to look far to see how much you are disliked by your team and the other house guests. 
You don't have to, you're not going to be able to, um, you won't have to do this whole big search on the internet or BB Twitter or read articles or blogs to see what I'm talking about. All you have to do is watch the season. When they cut it up for you on DVD or digital, just watch the season and you'll see how much you're disliked by the house guests. <laughs> you won't have to look far and, and you'll see exactly how they perceive you and how a lot of viewers see you as well. Um, I mean, when he said the whole thing about I was born late, but not last night. I'm like, what? 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 Brent? <laughs> I thought the saying was I was born at night, but not last night. But he's like, I was born late, but not last night. Like, what? When people start trying to make these profound statements, that's when they get in trouble. (laughs) Um, The one true reaction I did see is when he was talking to Xavier. And he said, gee, damn it, man. (laughs) Um, And that was after X said that he was putting him on the block as a pawn. And he was like, no. I, I don't know. It was just a moment that he was pleading with X not to do it. That, to me, was an honest moment, and I appreciate him expressing himself in that moment. And I think he could have worked that a little bit. I don't think it would have changed the ultimate uh, uh, goal of getting him out, but I appreciated him as a player doing that, you know? Um, Anyway, everything leading up to and after, after that has been abysmal in terms of Brent's, his view on women, getting younger girls around 21 to mold them. Um, And then how he, quite frankly, he harasses Hannah, like hitting her on the butt and pulling her in for a kiss and hugging her for so many seconds. It's just, I just, I don't like what I'm, I I don't like what I'm seeing on the live feeds. And I know Hannah has expressed, she can't wait for him to get out. And all the women pretty much have said it. Whitney said it. Um, Aza said it, Hannah has said it. I don't think Brittany has said it, but everybody want a lot of people want Brent out. So it's more than the majority of the house, or I should say it's the majority of the house that wants him. So I think he's going to be going All right. Brent is not portrayed in a good light and the edits are in his favor for sure. Um, because I'm telling you when you, when you look at the live feeds and how much is shared on that. It's hard to get in and edit for, I don't know. He's not viewed um, in a positive light on these live feeds. And that's basically what he's giving to, to all of us while we watch it, right? So this is his personality. This is his thought process. This is how he goes through, through life thinking things. Um, and I hope he just reflects on that. Um, yeah, that's what, and, and I have a note here. I said, like Frenchie, I hope he takes time to reflect, specifically on the fact that not everyone is into you, Brent. Not everyone's into your looks. And um, just like Frenchie, not everyone thinks you're a good player. Not everyone thinks you're, yeah, I mean, just <laughs> whatever. Brent, not everyone's into your looks, you know? Um, and what's that saying? Like, beauty fades, dumb is forever. <laughs> I just hope he has time to reflect after all this, after this experience is done. All right. So the POV comp is one of my favorite games in the, in, in the big brother uh, franchise. It's called the bowl arena. And that's where they wear the tutus and they spend another, a number of times 
um, to open that gate on the lane. And then they throw the bowling balls to hit the numbers based on the clue provided, right? So in this comp, we always see house guests getting dizzy and they fall and all this other stuff. Um, some even get sick and they puke or throw up because they get nauseous from the spinning. Well, Brent's performance was not so great. <laughs> in fact, he ended up getting sick. Um, I think he had dry heaves though, um, but I don't know. I wasn't there. His face was in that puke bucket that they give. So who knows? Um, on the live feeds, he did mention something about getting sick during the comp. So maybe they spared him that humiliation of showing him actually throwing up. But then again, we saw him, you know, over that bucket <laughs> and that was just as bad. <laughs> It was just fun watching all of them spin and in the tutus and run through the couch and get a little dizzy. Xavier mentioned that he probably would be getting a call for a part in the movie or something based on his action jumping over the couch. <laughs> and that did make me chuckle. And again, if you heard my thoughts on Xavier early on, I thought he would be the one that would be underwhelming in personality. And you know, well, I'm going to eat a little crow because I was wrong. Okay. Um... He is a little funny at times. He definitely tries to be the voice in the house and have tried to be funny in the DRs. I mean, I'm not rolling over or holding my stomach from laughter, but I just wanted to acknowledge that he has a personality. All right. So I was wrong in my initial assessment of uh, Xavier thinking that he would be underwhelming. He's doing fine. Um, okay. So there's that. So in the end, Christian wins the POV and he decides not to use it and he keeps Xavier's nominations intact. So that means Brent and Brittany remain on the block and one of them will be voted out on Thursday. Oh, and I also wanted to share that we saw how confident Brent felt about his place on the block, even asking his team to convince X and Christian not to use the veto just so that X will get hum humiliated by seeing them uh, the house guests vote out Brittany instead of Brent. And I did speak about this earlier in that Brent is in a state of delusion and he'll be the one humiliated with this blind side. Uh, I hope they don't tell him, you know, because that might risk him doing something to hurt others game because that's how people are. So I wish they just keep it a blind side. Um, it will be humiliating for Brent and we'll see how he reacts when he goes out and talks to Julie. Um, and it's going to be even worse for him when he finds out and sees like how his entire team threw the competitions and how everyone wanted him out. Oh, Brent. Um, and in essence, they outplayed you, Brent, just like they outplayed Frenchie. And I wonder what he'll say to Julie. More importantly, I can't wait to see the goodbye messages. Um, I don't think they'll be as nice as the ones that were left for Frenchie, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, We'll see how all of this unfolds on eviction night, and I can't wait. I will be here for it all, and we'll come back to share recaps and thoughts on all of the gameplay that ensues. So be sure to come back and give me a listen, give me a follow, subscribe, leave me a comment, leave me a message. You can find me by looking for Chatter Out Loud. I have this podcast, I tweet, I'm on YouTube. So look for Chatter Out Loud and you'll find me. I also have links to where you can find me in the description, so be sure to check that out. Yeah. So my name is Danielle and you're listening to my podcast, Chatter Out Loud. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate your support. And that's all I have. Thanks again for listening and I'll talk to you next time.